Thursday edition of the Daily Tap. I pause there because it's going to be like a Wednesday, Thursday. I'm going to put it up online on Wednesday night, uh, but it'll also be our show for Thursday. Kind of kill two birds with one stone. We are here to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't even need to ask you how you're doing. I know you're feeling good. Hopefully, you've worked out that worked out that hangover. I know it took me a while this morning, um, but man, what a fucking night in the city of Milwaukee. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. It is incredible to say. It's incredible to know that. It's incredible that they will be at a parade uh, later today down Wisconsin Avenue. And the Bucks did it, man. They fucking did it. I've said that in a few Stone WI game reviews, which, again, I've, I said it on the last show. I oh, appreciate all the love. Um, makes me very happy. Keeps me doing them. Brewers reviews are going to be a little different now, obviously. We, we don't have as much. Big series, though, this weekend. But anyways, um, they did it. And Giannis Antetokounmpo ascended himself into another stratosphere. What Giannis did in these playoffs was absolutely incredible. Giannis took a bunch of heat early on. A lot of people were wondering, was he the Robin of this team? People wondered, is Durant just better than him overall? And if his foot's not on the line, is Brooklyn advancing? And we're totally talking about Milwaukee differently. Yeah, possibly. But Giannis Antetokounmpo stepped up in the moment. I had a feeling before the game that Giannis was going to have a big one. I was standing next to uh, my buddy Mason's friends, and I was like, I looked at them and I said, Giannis is going to have 40 and 10 tonight. I was like, and then the guy next to me who, he is a Stanford med student, uh, awesome guy, just screamed his dick off, like, welcome anytime uh, to join us at the Broadhouse, was like, I think a triple-double, 30 points. I was like, all right, that's a, that's a good prediction. But I think the reason that I thought Giannis was going to go off is I just knew he smelled blood in the water. And he did. And it was incredible to watch that Giannis was just putting the team on his back. I can't remember the last time that I was like, get the ball to Giannis, get the ball to Giannis. Like, it's kind of always expected that the ball gets to Giannis. But I was like mad when there were not plays for Giannis onto the Kumbo. And he just was absolutely dynamite and the narratives of Giannis are pretty much over everybody now is talking about is Giannis one of the greats has Giannis passed LeBron James has Giannis sort of ascended to pantheon levels already and you look at what Giannis has done in his career so far he's the only player along with Michael Jordan that has a defensive MVP that has two actual MVPs and now a finals trophy and a finals MVP. That's an, for at his age, at 26. That's absolutely incredible. And the fact that he's already knocked that door down when a lot of people thought he may never. A lot of, I mean, there are takes out there, you could find him from last year, years prior, where people wondered out loud if Giannis was kind of like the next Charles Barkley, the next Karl Malone, where they're good, just not great. They never can get ahead. Chris Paul might be that guy for the generation prior, but I don't know who that next guy is. I It's too early, right? We don't know, is Embiid going to be that guy? Is Jason Tatum going to be that guy? Is Devin Booker going to be that guy? I mean, there are a lot of candidates because the NBA is rich with talent. I mean, it's incredible how many good young players there are. And so at some point, someone was going to take the torch from LeBron. It just, it was bound to happen. And I think a lot of Bucks fans deep down knew that Le- that Giannis could be that guy. 
They believed in Giannis and they loved Giannis. There is such a connection that Giannis Antetokounmpo has with the city. He talked about it throughout his press conference, his stop at Chick-fil-A that went viral yesterday. All of that, Giannis talks about how much he loves the city of Milwaukee and the city of Milwaukee loves him back. There is not a more revered superstar in Wisconsin than, than Giannis Antetokounmpo. More than Aaron Rodgers. And you're like, wow, Charlie, that's spicy. And it's maybe a little bit in the moment. But it really gets down to the fact that Giannis is just a genuine dude. He is always about his team. He's always about the guys around him. He's about his family. And I, I said it on the Tabby the Keg uh, a couple days ago. I was like, I don't want to hear like he's a role model because I feel like you can find better role models than athletes. But if you don't have that person in your life, Giannis can be a role model. And the fact that we're going to have kids all across the state, which we already do, but they're even more just going to be Giannis fans. They're not going to be LeBron fans. They're going not going to be Steph Curry fans. They're going to be Giannis fans. And that's awesome. And the Bucks have a legit shot at doing some big things. And I had said... When things weren't going great, I don't know, it was Brooklyn series. I can't even remember, right? There were so many different twists and turns throughout this playoffs. I had said, I said, look, the window is wide open. Win or lose. You have Giannis for four years. You have Chris, I think, for three. And you have Drew for four. So you have all these guys for three or four more years. Now, if Giannis gets cranky, he wants out. Okay, maybe that's a different story. But these were the guys that Giannis wanted. He wrote, He was a ride or die with Chris Middleton. He talked about in a press conference in the Atlanta series how he was going to cry when Middleton retired. Because that's how much love those guys have for each other. They are competitors. Middleton called them basketball junkies. They have just a true, they're true teammates. They're not individuals. And I know that sounds very boomer-esque, very 1960s, but they're an actual fucking team. They're not one guy and everybody else. Even though Giannis is the leader of that team, he is the alpha. He leads that pack. That said, they are all teammates and they all love each other and they all want to see each other succeed. And no one thinks they're better than the team. In a lot of ways, and I'm not saying Tory Craig did, the secret weapon, by the way, Tory Craig, two points um, in this series. I know Jonathan Charks is going through something. Wish him well, but man. That take was one of the worst in the fucking finals. Um, all time. Really bad for, for Sharks. But anyways, Tory Craig didn't really fit in, right? Tory Craig lasted a half a year. It was fit in or fit out. And so now they get they finally figured out the assembly of guys that they needed to win a title. And they probably still have work to do, right? They probably need a little more shooting on their bench. They probably need to develop the perimeter a little bit more so Jeff Teague isn't playing playoff minutes, right? They kind of need to find that backup point guard. You know, the DJ Augustine, Jeff Teague experience this year was not really working. So that they, they need to upgrade on that. And partly of that was due to Dante injury. I don't think you see Jeff Teague if Dante's playing. It would be really interesting, actually, to see if Dante would have started or if he would have came off the bench. Uh, that's obviously a way larger hypothetical for for yet another time. But the Milwaukee Bucks were too young uh, two years ago against Toronto. They were just a bunch of young guys. They didn't know any better. They have a ton of veteran leadership. 
They had George Hill, but that was kind of it. It was Malcolm Brogdon. It was Middleton. It was Giannis. And they they just weren't entirely like fully fully built, right? Giannis was 24. I remember getting... I think I've told the story before, but fuck it. It doesn't matter. I was getting on a plane to go home because I was in Sacramento for a wedding and I remember Bill Simmons like ripping on Giannis or like wondering Giannis's future and I love Bill you guys know that but I was like man he's only 24 like let's just kind of take it easy and then 25 next year comes around and he it's the bubble and who knows what happens without the pandemic right could have the Bucks ended up being a little bit better where the heat played over their heads and kind of liked that bubble AAU atmosphere. Giannis talked about it after the game. He after t- the game last night and was like, "We were all homesick. Like none of us really wanted to be there." Is what kind of I gleaned from Giannis. I don't know if he exactly said that, but it didn't seem like the Bucks were completely engaged and they didn't really like the bubble experience. Whereas a team like Miami did. So obviously the Bucks lose. The narratives come. Everyone thinks we're firing Bud after last season. Don't fire Bud. Everyone had fire Bud avatars. Everyone put fire Bud in their Twitter bios, and yet Bud held his job. And Bud is one of the reasons why Milwaukee won the title. I mean, it, Giannis is like far and away the reason, but Bud deserves credit. He cut off the corner from them. They were hitting corner three after corner three in the first two games of this, and then they finally shut it down, and they finally made it happen. And Giannis making all of his free throws, I know I'm bouncing a little bit, but that's okay. Giannis making all his free throws was just destiny, man. That said it all. That's basically what I've been saying for a while. That I felt like the Bucks had that kind of glimmer in their eye where all of a sudden all the breaks are going your way and you're just kind of dumbfounded that all of these are happening. So we start in the Miami series, right? Who knows what happens in this playoffs if Chris Middleton doesn't hit that shot. I tweeted out, I cannot find the tweet. My guy Shannon reminded me of it, shout out. It was like, that's the start of the championship DVD. I might even set it on the review. That it was the cha- it was the start of the championship DVD for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I believe that. I really did. I was so excited that, that Middleton hit that shot. And the mental warfare of playing that Miami team, and if you will lost that game one, who knows? But that was the first sign of the mental toughness. That was the first break that kind of went the Bucks' way. Now, not that DiVincenzo goes down, but the Bucks go on to just absolutely destroy the Miami Heat. And I think people were starting to take the Bucks a little seriously, but it was, again, they can't beat Brooklyn. They can't do this. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden's going to come back. Well, James Harden gets hurt. So then it's Durant and Kyrie, and they win an absolute rock fight. Against Durant and Kyrie in Game Three, eighty six, eighty three was at the Broad House for that one, and I just I that that one is tough to wrap your head around. I, it, in a retrospect, I think none of us will watch that game, but it it was just it was such a throwback to like the mid two thousands, and the fact that the Bucks found a way in that one said a lot, right? And then in game four, unfortunately, Kyrie's ankle hurts his ankle. Now he stepped on somebody. Remember, now someone to call it, say it's dirty from Giannis. Fuck that. That's not true. But Giannis, that that injury shell shocked Brooklyn, and the Bucks ran away with it. And they won game four. Game five, it looked to be the Bucks game. It looked like the Bucks had it. It looks like the foot was directly on the throat of Brooklyn. And then Kevin Durant 
took that foot off and went off and won them the game. And they go back, they go, and I don't need to go play by play, but like, as the as Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker said, the Bucks were knocked down a lot. They were knocked down. People counted them out. I don't know how many times they were. They were counted out down 2-0 against Brooklyn. They were counted down 3-2 against Brooklyn. Some people thought after Game One of Atlanta that Trey Young was going to have this unbelievable series, and Atlanta was going to be the ones that were representing the Eastern Conference. Phoenix gets up 2-0. Oh, they, do they have any weaknesses? Some people wondered after the second game of this series. And yet the Bucks just kept coming. And I've told you guys this a few times on this show, so I, sorry for being a broken record. But they were the most mentally tough team in basketball. That was what the Bucks were. They were, mo- they were the most mentally tough team for the, for the playoffs. And there wasn't anyone closer. They didn't really complain too much. They didn't let the refs kind of get into their head. They didn't let a player get into to their head, such like uh, Terry Rozier and Eric Bledsoe, right, a few, of a few years ago. None of that shit happened. It was head down, let's go to business, let's go to work. All right, we lost this game, so what? We don't care. In-game, we're, we get off to a slow start, and then we just kind of go the fuck off. I tweeted that out. I've had a lot of tweets that kind of aged well. I had the first quarter doesn't mean anything in the in game five. That was aged perfectly, like a fine cheese. Also, you had in game six in the at halftime. I tweeted out, "It's like Vince Young once said, I'm gonna chill in the first half and then I'm gonna go to fuck off in the second half.'" And I was like, "Time to go to fuck off." And they did that, mostly honest, but they they went the fuck off, and they they've done that in the playoffs because they wear you down. They keep coming at you. And so for all of those people who said Giannis did not have a true big three, what's this big three? Is Chris Middleton a top 20 player? Is Drew Holiday a top 20 player? Guess what? Maybe Holiday isn't, but Middleton's definitely a top 20 player. Middleton had a post had a finals that rivaled Larry Bird and Oscar Robinson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So I think Chris Middleton deserves to be in that top 20 list. And the dynamic the just dynamic combination of Giannis and Chris down the stretch is really hard for a lot of teams. And I don't think people take it that seriously. I think they do now. I think the Bucks have earned a lot of respect around the league. I think Giannis has. I mean, the amount of outpouring for Giannis. I know a lot of people got sensitive. Oh, why isn't anyone tweeting about Giannis? Why isn't anyone tweeting about Giannis? And it's like, well, yeah, he's not really that close of friends with anybody. He's not a buddy buddy dude. So I don't not surprised that no one's like dapping him up, no one's saying, Oh, good game. But everybody had to sort of, as they say now, give him his flowers. Like the ha- I hate that term. I said I said it, I was like, ah, oh, that did not come out well. But anyways, I they had to sort of give him his props. They had to bow down. Because they know he's the next one. LeBron even fucking tweeted about him. LeBron hates Giannis. And it didn't matter because that's how good Antetokounmpo was. And it's it's going to be fun as all hell to watch him throughout the next 10 years, hopefully. And But we have a ring. And in a weird way, nothing kind of matters. I know that's crazy, right? You expect Giannis to win more rings and we're decided on legacy. But the one ring is, is a big fucking deal. And the fact that they have it pressure's kind of off we talk about house money all the time on this show 
The Bucks are in like a house money situation for at least two years. I'm not saying go back to being the eighth place Bucks here. I'm not saying to revert to the Herb Cole era. But what I am saying is go just, just you can play basketball. You don't have to worry about a ring. Are they going to want to defend the title? Absolutely. That is, do you know Giannis Antetokounmpo? That's exactly what Giannis wants to do. He wants to defend the title. He's He wants to just keep winning. The guy is obsessed with winning. But he also said that, and this is worth noting, I think, for all of us in our lives, is he cared a little too much. And he was like, I invested so much in every game, and now we lose. I'm not as sad. I'm not as mad. I, I'm, I'm able to move on. I'm able to find peace. And I think that's really important. When things don't go our way, when shit isn't going in the right direction, instead of just being all worked up about it, just kind of do what my dad told me years ago and say it's life's bullshit we got to move on and that and it's true it, it really is and I think that helped a lot with the mental mental part of Giannis and part of the mental toughness for his Bucks team in general I don't want to do Bucks grades because I actually think Mitch and I m- might do that next week I, I'm going to hopefully have Mitch on tomorrow I don't know we've already done a podcast this week I don't know if Mitch wants to hop on again with me to talk um i'm around saturday so maybe we could do one in person on saturday who knows uh something i want to do more with mitch but i just want to kind of talk about each individual player for just a little bit and just kind of give them their props um i I don't think i'm going to be critical of anyone even jeff teague yes you crazy son of a bitch but and we'll kind of sprinkle in a little bit of game six in there as well Drew holiday is going to be the guy that leads us off. We talked a lot about Giannis already, so I don't know if I need to do much more on Giannis, but I probably will wrap it up with him because it's the Greek freak. It's the best player in basketball. It's the best player in Milwaukee. Yes, I said over Kareem. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I said that. Another irrational take here on on Daily Tap for today. Drew Holiday was absolutely incredible on defense. He defined being a dog. Like P.J. Tucker said, we're dogs, we're the Milwaukee dogs. That was Drew Holiday, man. Drew Holiday was such a dog. He hounded Chris Paul, no pun intended, all throughout that series. The pickup Chris Paul at full court was a great adjustment by Bud. He couldn't handle it. Chris Paul was way too slow, and the Bucks sort of bullied Chris Paul because of Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday, yeah, he didn't have that many great moments offensively, but he had him when it mattered, right? They needed Drew Holiday to be big in game five. Guess what he was? He was big. He had a nice game in game three as well, um, which they didn't really need. But he had, a, he had a good start to that game, and then Giannis kind of took over. Game six against Atlanta without Giannis. And give that credit to Middleton and Holiday. We'll talk middle. We kind of did a little Middleton. We'll, do, we'll circle back on him. But Holiday and Middleton winning two straight games without Giannis and winning them convincingly. Like, they didn't, it wasn't even close with Atlanta. Like, they, they didn't miss a beat without Giannis, which just speaks to how good this team is and how maybe disrespected the Bucks were throughout this because they weren't playing traditional powers. That's, a, that's actually an interesting question, not to divert from saying something nice about each guy. But if the Bucks were playing Philly in the, in the conference finals, okay? So let's say instead of blowing those leads, Philly wins in five. So Bucks don't have home court. They're playing Philadelphia. Let's say they win in six. Same thing. It's literally the same thing. Giannis gets hurt, and they win in six. I I have to think that there's a lot more credit to the Bucks 
But because they beat the Hawks, everyone was kind of like, eh, are we sure? This Phoenix team, and I, I had said, look, I I saw this Giannis thing coming, man. I did. I, I said, look, Anthony Davis tore apart this Phoenix team because they were too small. They couldn't deal with Davis's size. And Giannis is a time and a half better than Anthony, than Anthony Davis. So I knew Giannis was going to have some massive games, and he did. He really had four huge games one game where he wasn't that great, still like 38, 14-8 or something crazy, but it had a massive block that we will remember forever. And then he had a game one where he was still recovering from a knee injury that some of us thought he had torn his ACL. I mean, you go back and listen to that podcast, you listen to that review, we are all so sad, and yet it didn't matter. It was two games, came back for game one, and he was ready to go. So it's it's just interesting to be in this spot where everything that happened was worth it, you know? It's not like it's not for naught. We didn't get to the close to the finish line and not end it. And we saw it, we've seen that so much, right? We saw it with the Green Bay Packers how many times? Lost in the conference finals five times in the last ten years. And I know Aaron Rodgers, there's that whole drama. We're going to talk about that for maybe till Monday. We'll see. We're definitely going to bring it up at some point. But it's a ways. It's a way back in my brain. I don't really care. But the the fact is, is we yeah, we've been at the doorstep of the Packers who so much. We have been at the doorstep with the Brewers. Now I will say the Brewers are playing the Dodgers, the Cardinals. Both teams that year went to the World Series, obviously. And well, the Cardinals won. Dodgers didn't. Dodgers came very close, and the Dodgers were a very good team. And I, I've contended that I did not want to get to that World Series because it was the Astro cheating scandal series. And I just think everybody would say, "Oh, the, the Brewers were cheated out of their title," and just have all these hand wringing assholes that I just don't need. But the Bucks got to the finish line, like they did it. Like the heartbreak index, while it's still a thing, and there's still a lot of heartbreak to serve out in the state of Wisconsin. It's fucking smashed, at least for a little bit, right? Like, at least for a little bit, we're not thinking about statewide heartbreak. And I don't even know if we will if the Packers get to the playoffs. Are we going to be really like, oh, my God, another championship eluded? Probably because it might be Rodgers last year. But are we, the fan, going to be just more elated that we're back in that playoff scenario? Because, look, it's it, it's how it goes when you have a good team. I've said that said that many times before. But yes, the Bucks broke through, man. And that is, it's an unbelievable feeling. They, they should be so happy. I was worried. I, I, I'll, be, I'll admit, I was a little worried heading into halftime. So we're down five and I'm looking around and the way just people carried themselves all day, I was like, you motherfuckers jinx this. Like you can't, like you can't tempt fate like that. I saw one of the ESPN radios had "We Are the Champions" playing at like 7 a.m. today. I'm like, what are we doing? We haven't won shit. It's not over. And and it just everybody was so tight. And I didn't expect the Bucks to be that tight. I expected to be a little tight. And then they figured it out in the second half. And I was like, just just kind of be there in the second second third quarter. Don't let Phoenix overwhelm you, which they didn't. And then in the fourth quarter, it was all Giannis and it was all the Bucks, and they are now the champion. It's just incredible. The Broadhouse man, 
Shout out to them. Shout out to Tim Cat, our back bartender. 14 and 1, I believe, is the total at the Broad House. I'd have to add it up. I should probably do that. So I have an official record um, undefeated when Tim's behind the bar. Um, so that's, I think Tim missed two games out of there. We had we had Barry for one, and I forget the female bartender's name, who was great, um, but she was on the losing end. So that was the only time we saw a loss. But man, superstitions are funny, right? Like you just sort of stick to your routine and you don't break it until, until it stops working, right? And it kept working. We kept drinking Miller Miller Lights and watching the game and hearing someone complain about the TV for like the fifteenth time because it's on a little weird it's on a weird angle. Like we heard it all the time in those months that we did. And it'll be something fun to look back on. Like Mitch and I talked about getting Tim on the podcast. So we just wanna I think we wanna ask, like, you know, not necessarily like will he be our friend, but it more like what's it what's it like? Like, what's this like to just have to bartend for 75 people? Because he was alone. And I did. I don't remember that. I I said to Tim that I... So, brought, so I have the brought out shuttle for my wedding. I have not told my fiance this. She might hear this, and I'll see what she says. Um, I was like... I was like, yeah, I wish you could drive us, man, for the wedding. Like, seal it off. He's like, I could bartend. It's like, you'd want to do that? He's like, hell yeah. So I got to look into that. <laughs> and like only about, I don't know, five people. Said, no, it'll be more than that. Probably like t- 20 people will understand. And I just have Timmy giving me Miller High Lives or Miller Lights the entire night. I mean, what's better than that, right? I, I have to, I'll have to investigate. Probably not because we're at the Hilton and it's all stuffy. Um, no, it's, it's a good venue, but you know, it's, it's old money and that's how it goes and it is what it is, but I uh, I might have to shoot my shot. Might have to ask for my guy. Try to see if I can get my guy a little independent gig. Uh, if he, it was not at a place like that, if it was like at a back patio, he'd be hired tomorrow. I'd be like, yeah, we'll we'll see you there. Bring your own uh, bring your own tall boys, please. But yeah, no, Tim Tim's the best. Make sure you guys go see him. I ate a lot of bra house food too. Um, can't say I was. I, uh, would I say I was sick of it? Kinda. I mean, I'm just trying to obviously make sure I'm putting myself in best position for my wedding, uh, which I've been kind of trying to do like low carb stuff during the week and I carbs all, all day today. But that was partly because I was hungover. Like that kind of doesn't count. I don't expect to be hungover on a fucking Wednesday. Um, and I just needed more carbs than, than usual to just soak everything up. I finally started to feel better. I don't know, three or four o'clock, but I'm tired. I'm dog tired um and it was a hell of a run that was a tangent to my larger point of the broadhouse food and I, I did get somewhat sick of it but at the same time i kept coming back my advice for you if you're not a broadhouse person you go with your build your own sausage you can either do the italian you can do the hot dog bratwurst good too uh, i think their meats it's husingers it's incredible they also have a bunzel's hot hungarian if you are a spicy eater um, I like Hungarian sausages, but that one was a little too spicy for me. And I, I, I handled it. And that was one of the few times I did not have a Miller Lite. Because my mouth is like on fire. Because this thing is fucking hot. And I go to Tim and I'm like, Can, do you have anything for like hot mouth? He's like, I got twisted tea. And so I'm not an iced tea drinker at all. And yet here I am downing twisted tea. 
So, so many memories, man. Uh, the Game 7 Finals is one I'm going to remember. That that review is an all-timer. This is war. Just jumping up and down. And the game last night, the game on Saturday, um, the fact that I ended up watching all, the last five Bucks wins with my fiance is, is kind of memorable. Like, she's not the biggest sports fan, but she likes it. She tolerates my shit, which I appreciate. Probably why we're getting married, right? And the fact that she was with me for the last five was awesome. It's an awesome feeling. Uh, you like to share activities with, with the one you love. So hopefully, hopefully I can return the favor in some some capacity. I'm not not quite sure, but we'll we'll certainly figure it out. It's it's been a ride, man. It was an absolute ride. Now the parades today. If you're going, stay safe. Weather looks good. It, it might rain though. I did see there was some rain in the forecast. I can't make it out there. I'll probably do a video, a little parade review, um, at my desk and say, look. Can't do it. PTO works really busy right now. Um, so everybody enjoy it. Have fun. Uh, should be a good time. Listen to our boy Murph, who's on ESPN Wisconsin at 9 a.m. He'll be doing that. So you can listen to this on your way in, turn Murph on, and then you're good to go. If you have to also work like myself. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a party this weekend. I think. I think there's gonna be a lot of fun stuff happening in the city. I think we're we're gonna see some see some good stuff, and I'm sure sure all the nightclubs are putting up putting their shit together. I was surprised none of them were open last night. I thought about that. I was was I driving? Yeah, I was driving this this afternoon this evening because Shannon was with me. Shannon also made great Giannis dunking shirts that I gave mine to Mitch. I just felt like the karma there. I'll be honest. Like I looked at it and I was like, Mitch, because he's like, yeah, I forgot Mitch's. And I was like, Mitch, you can have mine. Because I was in my Clint shirt. I had this homage, this, uh, shout out to them, NBA Jam shirt I've worn for the Brooklyn, the Atlanta, and now the Phoenix closeout. It will now forever be my closeout shirt until I can't wear it. Or if I get just skinny and I have to buy a new one. <laughs> just kidding. All right. But yeah, it's... It's great, and I or I was talking about the bars. Sorry, I, this podcast has been all over the place. I will admit there was no structure. This was just a fireside chat about the Bucks. I I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm not I'm not cutting myself off just yet. Like I'm like the lights are starting to come on at the bar, but I just you know what I didn't want to have a structure. I didn't want to have a structure. I just wanted to talk to you as a fan. I wanted to talk to you as you and I are recapping this at the bar today. We're sitting down on the couch. One of my favorite activities in life, honestly, not kidding you, in life is to sit down with your friends on a Saturday or Sunday morning and just recap the night. Nothing greater. Because there's always stuff you forget, stuff you didn't see, and you're just laughing your ass off. Some of my favorite quotes have come from that. Won't share them because none of them are inappropriate. But this is kind of how I see the podcast. We are just gathered around talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, going in a hundred different directions because we can't. And we're champions. That is so special. I love this team. Um, obviously a lot more to come, but I think we'll definitely do some sort of tab and keg. I, I do want to grade the Bucks. I do want to talk about what's next. 
at some point because you have the you have the Brewers here who can't beat the, the Royals for God knows what fucking reason. Um, you have the Packers with the Aaron Rodgers stuff that I think now will go front and center in a lot of fans' minds after about two weeks or a week of of celebrating this. They will go immediately to all right. We're on. We're now on a Rogers watch if he doesn't show up to training camp. But I think he is going to. And we have a special guest if he does show up to training camp. Just want to let everyone know. Uh, we have a special review for that one. It's already been discussed. It's already planned. Um, it's it's going to be legendary. I I cannot wait for it. Um, but. So that that's kind of what to look forward to. I want to talk about too, like where where do the Bucks rank in terms of your my favorite teams of all time in in sports? Because I it's gonna be really hard to not say they're number one, and, and maybe it's recency bias. So that's why I gotta let it simmer. I gotta let that sort of simmer because I've had a lot of success as a sports fan in my life, and I've had a lot of heartbreak. And part of the reason why you have heartbreak is because you have good teams. I've said that. Hundreds of times. People don't seem to understand that, but that's the truth. And so there's that. I, and then yeah, what what should we expect for the Bucks next year? They're gonna they're gonna have a lot of competition, man. Brooklyn's gonna be hungry. Philly gets Dame Lillard. That's a all right. Bring it. Doesn't matter. It's just another guy. And if the Knicks are you know somehow get Kawhi Leonard and Dame Lillard again, it's fine. The Bucks will be ready. Atlanta, I don't know. I think Atlanta might have missed their window. I'm gonna be honest. Like that, the team. That's the team, in my opinion, that missed it. Because do you really want to pay John Collins? I don't think John Collins wants to be a two guy. I think John Collins thinks he's a one. He's not. He's he's a one on like a, a bad team. Like he's a one on I'm trying to think of a bad team. He's a one on Orlando, right? So, sorry, Kevin Clark. He's a one on Orlando, but he's a two for Atlanta and. Honestly, if he played for the Bucks, he'd probably be a three or a four. So take that for what it's worth. So I think Atlanta might have missed their window. Miami is always a team who can refuel and, re- and kind of re-energize. Uh, would not surprise me to see the Heat kind of back. The Raptors, if they get Jalen Suggs, I'm going to be mad. I think they are. And that's going to suck um, because I think the Raptors still have it. And whether they deal Lowry or not will kind of be their call. Um, they're really well coached. So, and Boston should be a little bit better this year. And I think some of the stuff we talked about with Giannis and we're critical of Giannis at a young age, we're kind of doing that with Jason Tatum a little bit. And I think Tatum will you know, get it as, as it continues. He's good, man. And he's really good. Uh, but I, I do feel good whenever the Bucks are playing the Celtics. I feel like the Bucks kind of own the Celtics. I know the Celtics beat, beat us a couple times, but that... None of that matters. So yes, a ton more to come. Thank you for listening to to me today. Thank you for listening all throughout the year. I'm sorry we couldn't get you a podcast yesterday. I a was not sober enough to do a podcast even after after the game. Like if I would have walked home after the game and said, "All right, I got to do a podcast," I don't think my words would have made any sense. I think they would have been even more off the wall. Um, and then this morning, I just I couldn't get off the map. Between you and I, it was it was a tough morning for, for a lot of us. So we are the champs, and hearing Queen singing Queen just by yourself, it's just a great feeling, man. And cherish it. And you know, if you 
are listening and somehow you you don't really remember 2010 with the Packers. I hope I'm not that old, but I'm sure there are. I'm sure there might be someone who's like, yeah, I wasn't really a football fan back then. Or I didn't really understand it. Now you kind of do. Now it's here with you. And the Bucks have made so many fans out of this team. You know, my fiance's dad uh, texted me and said, like, really love this team. He does not like the NBA. And for him to say that is high praise. For a mom to say that, it's high praise. She said something similar. Mentioned that the other day. Everybody loves this team, man. And I love these guys. I realize Bobby's probably going to get paid and good for him. PJ might not be back. I would bring PJ back. But regardless, we'll always have this team. We'll always have these memories. And it's, it's amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. Like, I'm, I'm so excited. Like, I, I think it's like you just want to look at that crystal ball. You don't, right? Because, I don't know. Do, do you really want to see the next eight or nine years of your life? I, I don't know. It scares the shit out of me. Because, like, what if it sucks? <laughs> Right? Like, what if it's terrible? And then it's like, well, how do I fix this? How do I make sure it doesn't suck? But if I looked at a crystal ball and I have a great life and I have a couple kids, I got a house, and Giannis Antetokounmpo has won three titles, and my son's watching him at the tail end of his career, and I'm explaining to him what a joy it was to watch Giannis, just like my dad did with Jordan, although I was too much of a shithead to like Jordan. I've talked, I talked about that in the last dance pods that we did where I was a I was a Reggie Miller, Sean Kemp guy because I didn't like that everybody cheered for Jordan. Um, so I should have appreciated it more, but I, I didn't know basketball. I was barely barely coherent enough to keep attention. But I wanted to stay up for finals games, and I love Shaq too. I was a big Shaq guy, early Kobe guy as well. And so I think that's how it's going to be with Giannis, right, where we talk about him in that same vein. And it's early. There's a lot of time. A lot can happen. But I, I do believe we're going to have those conversations with younger people um, in a few years. So I can't wait for that. All right, that does it for our show. Back Friday, talk parade highlights. We'll definitely break some Brewer, Brewers-White Sox. I mean, that pitching matchups for that is crazy. And I guess we'll talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for all the love. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.